0: Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. We are on our series called Your Place, and today is week number three. Please get your cameras if you do not scan all the QR codes we projected. This is the QR code that you have to scan lights off here so everybody can scan so this is a must. Just open the camera of your phone, scan this. You're gonna be redirected in your smartphone, and I hope it is a smartphone today. For the like decade, I actually saw a guy with a flip phone. Like he actually opened the phone and he was talking in the phone. I said, "Why he's talking in the phone? Nobody uses the phone to talk anymore." So he was actually talking in his phone, and I said, "This is so weird. This is so you know old-fashioned talking in your phone. You don't do that." We actually use our phones for smarter things. So, you probably were redirected to a link. And in that link, you're going to find message number three, which is the message of today. You're going to find out a PDF file over there, which is the book or the message of the day. And we are basing, we are uh, uh, making this series based on this track. ...on our church called Vine Experience, we decided to lead the whole church, bring the whole church through this content... ...we've understood that it was major, important for everybody in the church to understand the vision of the house, the heart of Vine Church, Fort Myers... ...in order to be uh, fruitful and make disciples who make disciples, and today's message number three, just close your eyes if you can, bow your heads, Holy Spirit... We are here to receive the inerrant, infallible, powerful word of God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you find fruitful soil in each one's heart tonight. Come on, somebody, say amen. Amen. God, I pray that you can sow your powerful seed inside of our hearts and it bear much, much fruit. So we can make disciples who make disciples with the gifts you have entrusted to us. In Jesus' name and everybody said Amen and amen. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says, And God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Now pay attention because God gave these selected, anointed, gifted people in the church... Not for them to operate the ministry in the stage and make church happen. But God enabled these people of God with gifts in order that all the saints, say after me, I am a saint. So as a saint, you have to be enabled as well. You have to be equipped as well for the work of the ministry. For building up the body of Christ until we all, say we all. all. Come on, be a southern, say "We we all. So we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. We all have to mature to the manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We all may no longer be children tossed to and fro and fro to the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning's, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather... Speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up. We all are to grow up. In every way into Jesus. Who is the head. Into Christ. From the whole body. Joined and held together by every joint. With which it is equipped. When each part is working properly. Now the way we all. We're going to grow. Is that each one of us understand and work properly so we're going to make the whole body grow and builds itself up in love so the summary if i can in a nutshell summarize this message is without you working properly with the gift that god gifted you we as local church will never conquer, achieved, fulfill our divine calling. So again, it's not about the pastor being this super anointed uh, uh enabled to speak and and and, know like with all this speech and lecture ability it's not about the worship team be super hype and you know and, and and cool it's not about we have an awesome facility that provides comfort and a working ac it's not about that it's about we all say after me we all come on southern people say we all we all working properly. We all need to work properly with the gifts that the Lord gave us. Amen. Amen. Now, here it is, the next step in your purpose. God gifted you. And you have to understand that God gave you special gifts that did not give it to me or to the brother close to you. That's why you have to find out about that gift. And it's not a rocket science thing to find out. Actually, the first thing you have to to perceive about your gift is that you feel at easy. If you feel at easy on a specific area, it means that God is pointed you to that direction. Maybe it's that gift that touches people's lives. Come on, Rachel, bring me on. Bring me the, the, the projection It touches people's lives. Now, again, or maybe it is that gift that brings fulfilling um, satisfaction, sense inside of your heart. So, you have to perceive where you feel at easy, where people are touched by that gift, or where you feel fulfilled, where you have the sense of fulfillment. Again, we're not talking about... A natural a skill that you have to develop or you have to uh, train it is about a gift that God gave it to you not that the gifts of God cannot be perfected I believe that when God gifted you with something now as you use that gift you're gonna get better and better 1st Corinthians chapter 1 verse 7 says so that you are not lacking in any gift As you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord gifted us for everything we need for the fulfillment of his purpose in our lives. Romans chapter 12 verse 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them if prophecy in proportion of your faith. Next verse. If service... In our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, and the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. It's all about finding your passion. The Bible brings a couple of lists of spiritual gifts and when you read about that, those gifts, you're going to find out that maybe you are called into a specific area. Not that you are not, um, you are not supposed to work in weak areas. Because again, First Corinthians told us that we are gifted with all the gifts we have. Now, we have to also pay attention in our life experiences. Our life experiences also point in somehow where we can be used better. I always share this testimony. The fact that I and my wife and my family, we were able to overcome grieving and mourning because of the loss of our little one that went to heaven in 2016. Uh, miraculously, the Lord comforted our hearts in about three months. We, were now, we, are, we became able now to comfort other people. So it's kind of uh, reasonable to think that a person that... He struggled and overcame a drug addiction. It's more prompt to help people that are suffering with the same bad habit. For the simple fact that people will give more attention to a former um, drug addict, uh, addicted person, to me, that probably we're going to make confusion between cocaine and cake pounder. Like, probably I'm going to actually use, you know, cocaine to make poncho And I don't want to do that. But probably people, you know, like, will give more attention to a person that already knows what it means to be high and crazy. And maybe, you know, like overdose. Because that person knows how to deal with their struggles. This is what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. And God of all comfort. I love the introduction of this text. It says that the Lord is the Lord of mercies. He forgives us. He restores us. No matter what is our bad experiences in the past. The Lord uh, forgave us. Comfort us. And now the Bible keeps saying. Who comforts us in all our afflictions. So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any Affliction. So this is the train of thought. In the area that you were comforted by the Lord, that you were restored, blessed, that you received mercy by the Lord. Now you are able, this is what the Bible says, now you became able to comfort others in any affliction with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering. So through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Say a good amen. So this is the point. Like you look back into your life. And you probably realize. You're going to realize that. There are areas, stories, circumstances. That you overcame by the grace of God. And now the Lord enabled you to bless others. Now don't dismiss these life experiences that can be a great blessing to other people also we have to consider that somehow the Lord built up in a way maybe you are that kind of person that is more administrative person when you come to the church building you look to the chairs and say I have to fix the chairs because how can even somebody can start a service with chairs so disorganized? But maybe you are a more relational and compassionate person. What matters for you is if there's anyone standing while everybody's seated? Or maybe you are that kind of person that's so outspoken and actually thinks, I think this church deserves a better preacher. And I probably am going to agree with you. Because this is the point, like you have some aspects that when you come to the church life, to the life group, you're going to perceive there is a need. And this is what the psalmist says in Psalm 139. For you form my inward. The psalmist says, I know you made every part of my being. You needed me together in my mother's womb. Next verse. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Everybody says after me, my soul. my soul, let me hear you say, my soul, my soul knows it very well. And here's my question for you, do you really know you are wonderfully and fearfully made by the Lord with, with a specific purpose to fulfill? When we discover our gifts, when we allow our gifts to be developed in the context of our life groups, and finally we start to use that gift, there is no greater joy. There is no greater joy. Now here in Vine Church, we understand that our gifts should point for one single goal. We have one single mission here. It is to make disciples who make disciples Through life groups. So the the ultimate result of your gifts should be making disciples. There is no greater joy and sense of fulfillment than that. So we have to understand that things in our lives did not happen by accident. But by design. Because God was forming you. Needing you together. Now, someone is going to, you know, itch your head and say, okay, Pastor, this is awesome. This is very encouraging. i get in your point. But honestly, I don't feel I have any use to God's work. Actually, I don't see any talent, any possibility of me being used at all by God. And this is the, the statement of the Bible. You have at least one talent. No matter where you are in life right now, God gave you at least one gift. Matthew chapter 25, Jesus explaining about the kingdom of God. He says that the kingdom of heaven will be like, in verse 14, the parable of the talents. He opens up saying, a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. Next verse, that and the property for one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability then he went away this is the statement of the bible you have at least one talent and the truth to be said your talent is not mine and only you can multiply it nobody else can multiply this talent second corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 all this is from god who through christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation That is in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself. Not counting their trespasses against them. And entrusting to us. That's such a responsibility. God probably was crazy when he made this decision. But he entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. Why not the angels? Why not the angelical beings? Why not better people than us? But this is the point. No one can ever share the message of reconciliation but you. Why? Because we were reconciled to God. You know, somebody asked me, Pastor, why God doesn't simply preach the gospel with the angels? Because the angels don't get it, the grace of God. But we are the very expression of the love and grace of God. Look at you. Where you'll be without the grace of God. Where we going to be, my family will be, where I will be. Without the grace of God. Today a guy visited my house selling a product. And I told him that I am 30 years old. He says, no way, Jose, you are 30 years old. How is that even possible? Say, said, what is your secret? I said, oh, I know. It's because he noticed my accent. He says, it's because you eat Brazilian food. That's why acai. The secret is your acai. You probably you know, eat acai every week. I said, that's true. But it's not about that. It is about the grace of God in me, and actually, I was sitting in my living room where I have some pictures of my three boys and JoJo as well. And he wondered, like, I see just two boys running the house. What's going on with the third one? I said, the third one is in heaven already. And he says, Are you serious? Like you, uh, like how how could you hold yourself up? And obviously, the Lord pro- t- created an opportunity. It is true. We are in. We are trustees. Of this message of grace and reconciliation. Because we were first comforted by the Lord. The Bible, the Bible keeps saying. Uh, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be seen. Who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of of God. In the end of the days, the Lord's righteousness in us that enables us to sustain this powerful message. First Peter chapter two verse nine. One of my favorite verses says, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people of His own possession. We are all this for, with one single purpose that we may proclaim." Everybody says, "Proclaim!" So we were made. Holy Nation, Royal Priesthood, in order to proclaim, everybody says, proclaim. So we have to fulfill that in somehow. Obviously, you're not going to do it maybe as uh, outspoken and in such engaging way like Chris Costa did to, tonight. Maybe you're going to be, you know, shivering and, and super afraid, and maybe shy person. Maybe you're never going to be able to use the stage. Maybe you're not going to be able to lecture and, you know, expound all the theology concepts and doctrines. But the way the Lord gifted you, we all were able to proclaim. Say again, proclaim. Proclaim the excellencies of Him who call you out of darkness into His marvelous light. In this booklet that you have in your hands, you're going to find out... Uh, a way to find more about your gifts. Now, let me touch an important subject here. Because in the end of the day, proclaim or fulfill this calling of making disciples to make disciples has to do with influence. That's why here in Vine Church we speak a lot and challenge, always invite people to stand as leaders. To exercise leadership. Now, leadership is nothing more and nothing else than influence say influence you can't think about it you say i don't have any influence at all it's interesting because social media kind of brought a lot of people out of their their cave state i i I know the most introspective shy people that in personal interaction they are extremely you know like quiet uh, they don't speak with anybody. They are in the corners of the building. They are always, you know. But in the social media, they are extremely outspoken. Selfies and pictures. And they we know everybody ab- about their lives. I don't know what happened. I think they feel like protected through the screen or the camera of their devices. That just allows them to, you know, like speak and put their minds out there. But you know what? And somehow the Lord knows that we are all called to Lead and influence others. Everybody has a level of influence, mainly in what is called the circle of influence. Your circle of influence is unique to you. These are the perfect opportunities around you to exercise your ministry. God used you where you are, with the people that you know and with the things that you are doing already so you probably are able to speak about some sports that I have no idea even the rules about such game don't talk about American football with me because I'm gonna be totally lost I have no idea how it works but you know and you know how to engage with people or maybe you to you know how to talk about stocks in the market and how it's going on with all these you know situation in economy because you are tuned with all the news about it. Or better, now you are all about politicians and politics. And you like the controversies. You like the fight. You like the debate. And you like to see things. And you, have a, you know how to speak about it. In the circle of influence usually has to do with even the subjects that you enjoy the most you speak. So leadership is influence. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says, As each has he received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Are you using your gifts? Are you actually activating your your gifts? We remember the story of Moses, Exodus chapter 3. He was broken by God, and after studying in Egypt, Harvest University, for 40 years. And now he was all full of himself, and he needed now to go into the college of the Spirit. And after more 40 years of brokenness and repentance and humility, now God called him. But he's not sure if he's able to respond God. And if you guys remember the story with the burning bush, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 3, That when God called him, verse 9, he was extremely afraid. Behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, the Lord said. And I have also seen the oppression which which the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10, come, I will send you, Moses, to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. What? What are you talking about, God? I don't know what, I can't, I'm not able to do, I have no gifts, I have no leadership. Who I am that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. next verse is a more important thing. God says, verse 12, he said, I don't care who you are. I don't need to know who you are. Nobody needs to know who you are, Moses. But you have to know who I am. And that I am and I will be with you. That's why in this conversation is beautiful because the conclusion of this talk is exactly that. Moses says, alright. So who you are? And God answered, I am who I am. I am the unspeakable name of God. I am Yahweh. I am everything you need to be in order to fulfill my calling. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. I love this verse. It says blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is blessed. He is everything I need to be and have. He is blessed and has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as He chose us. Everybody says chose me. Chose. Say chose me. Chose. She chose us in Him before the foundation of of the world, now my brain cannot go there because I remember the day I was born, August 25th, 1982, and I had a beginning at least in my brain. But God saw me before the foundation of the world in the past eternity. God projected me, and His calling called my existence. This is out of my temp- temporal and limited. Brain thinking. But that's okay. The Lord says that he called me. That we should be holy and blameless before him. Next verse. Verse 5. He predestined us for adoption to himself. As sons through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. Next verse. To the praise of his glorious grace. With which he has blessed us in the beloved. It is us. That manifests the glory of the grace of God. It is us through our limitations. And our weaknesses. And our uh, 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 failures and flaws. And somehow can show this glorious grace. Verse 7 says. Verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood. Oh, hallelujah. We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to. To the reaches of His grace, which He has lavished, <laughs> overflowed abundantly upon us in all wisdom and insight. Let me close this message, giving you a practical challenge for the week. Amen. Now, we understand that as people that should go and make disciples who make disciples, we're only going to do that if we stand as leaders. So in Vine Church, we expect our leaders four practical attitudes. Number one, we expect our leaders to love God. First John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love. Everybody says there is no fear in love. That's why our leaders can lead, It's because they understand they were loved, they stand without fear. Again, they know their limitations. We all have our limits, we all have our flaws. But because they understand they are love, there is no fear in love, but the perfect love, and we know this is not my law for them, even though I can be very cheerful, very excited and encouraging, in the end of the day, my love for you will not going to hold you at the end of the season every semester, you're going to feel discouraged sometimes. People are going to stand in your life group, disagree with what you preach. People are not going to pay attention with what you're saying. People are going to play sarcastic words with you in your life group. So my love cannot encourage you to the end of the life group season. You have to understand the perfect love. And we know the source of perfect love is Jesus Christ. It he casts out all fear. For the fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Verse 19 says, we love because He first loved us. We say that we love God, and that means that we cultivate time with God. We also are into this ongoing, growing, developing within discipleship context. We experience the love of God toward us and through us, toward us by the figures in person,, people's, people like our pastors, our disciples, And through us, when we express the love to our disciples, to people that we are influencing, number two, we love people. We are all about loving people. John chapter 13, 35 says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. So what is the brand mark of a disciple making church? Is that we love one another. So we love people. We, we are not in the business of making songs and building uh, church buildings and temples. We are not in the business of entertaining. No, no, no. We are here to love people. But, Pastor, I don't like people. So go and raise cattle and chickens. But if you want to be part of the flock of God, the church of God, you have to like people. And in the end of the day, we like people because love the love of God enables us to do that. By these old people we know that you are my disciple if you have love for one another. We, more than the achievement, we're looking for the teamwork. This is very important. More than the goal itself, we want to see the whole team conquering the victory. Now, if you don't get this value, sometimes you're going to wonder, why, Pastor? Don't we do this and that? Pastor, don't we have money to do that? Don't you? Are you not able to do that such thing? And about that, Pastor, yeah, like we even can do that. Myself, I can maybe do that with some money. We can buy that. But more than the achievement itself, we're looking for the teamwork. Number three, we choose joy. Again, there is so much bad news already. And at least here in Vine Church, Fort Myers, we want to be the safe haven off good news every time all the time we gather together life groups or in church service we're going to cheer each other up second corinthians chapter 6 paul says in such a poetic and stronger way he says as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich; as having nothing yet possessing everything like i'm not going to focus in the bad i'm going to focus into the good things we choose. Joy. Another verse to remind to remember right now is Philippians chapter four, verse four: Rejoice in the Lord. Come on, just spoke the person close to you. Say, Come on, rejoice in the Lord. It is not rejoicing coronavirus, rejoicing economy, rejoicing the president, rejoicing. No, no, rejoice in the Lord. Always, again, I say to you, rejoice. And number four, our leaders they pursue growth. Before we used to say pursue excellency. But the word excellency was kind of intimidating because honestly, when you are trying the first time, you're going to feel that you'll never be able to do as excellent as you plan. So better than to pursue excellency, even though this is one goal, we want to be ongoing, growing. This is very important to say, Philippians chapter 3, same book that Paul says for us to rejoice. He also says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and is straining forward to what lies ahead. Next verse. I press on. Everybody says, press on. Press. Tell to your brothers and sisters, say, press on, brother and sisters. Press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, Pastor, you said that we have to influence. You have to exercise our goal, our gifts in our life groups. Give me something practical to do this week. Okay, first things you're going to do this week. You're going to start inviting people for your life group now, today. This is what you're going to do, okay? Life group season is not over yet, so you can invite people to come to your life group. Second thing you're going to do this week you're going to connect to your disciple. Find someone to invest in your life, your mentor, someone that are going to be your disciple maker, pastor, leader that are going to help you and stretch you, encourage you, coach you to the next step you have to do. Amen. And finally, find someone to share Jesus with. Do not be afraid of confrontation, hard questions, the anointing is upon you. Second Corinthians 13:8 says, We cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. I always say that what you have to share about Jesus is your story. Who can stand against your own story? It's your story. Nobody has the right to say something contrary to your life. You experience, and that's it. Like whatever the science or skeptics might say this is your story next verse 2 timothy chapter 4 says preach the word come on say to another person say preach the word brother be ready in season and out of season reprove rebuke exhort with complete patience and teaching and finally preach with your acts share with your acts be a tangible living word James 4:17 So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him it is sin. in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 12 says, Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God in the day of visitation. I love it, Pastor. I want to. How can I find out about my ministry? Okay, you are going to go deeper into this appendix that is in your booklet. And you're going to make the gift assessment over there. And I want you to really spend time doing that during this week. This is going to help you out a lot. So you can bless, better your life group. And the text to support this once again is Psalm 139 verse 4. Verse 14 that says, I praise you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well let's always stand up this night I have three minutes to close the service then you're going to help me to close the service tonight are you using your gifts are you multiplying your talents are you leading influencing Inside of your circle of influence? Are you fulfilling your God given calling, purpose? With your eyes closed, answer to the Lord that you're gonna be proactive. No more procrastination. No more laziness. No more putting aside the still small voice that keep speaking within your heart but you are gonna say to the Lord here I am Lord send me use me everybody close your eyes and for a few more seconds let's let this word dig in and, and, and find like we pray in the beginning fruitful soil to bear fruits